How's it going, guys? Welcome to the second episode of the 2020 season. We're glad to have you. We are the Fantasy Forecasters. I'm your host, Trey Tyndall. I'm here with Jacob Teets and Tyler Randall. How's it going, guys? What's up, guys? This is Tyler. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TR Sports Chatter. Hey, guys, this is Jacob. You can follow me at FFootballJT on Twitter as well. Yes, sir. We have uh, really exciting stuff we're talking about today. Um, we're going to be talking about... Uh, you know, some recent news that's happening. We're going to talk about uh, a recent uh, new segment we came up with, BSO Real Talk. We're going to be talking about recent coach speak or recent beat writers news that's coming out. And we'll kind of see if uh, we should believe it, if we can't believe it, if we should be buying into just what they're saying. So let's get started. Uh, the first thing we'll be talking about is the recent news. Um, I think the biggest story this week was uh, Jameis Winston getting LASIK uh, eye surgery. Uh, I think Twitter and the media world really had fun playing around with that. Um, uh, what did you guys uh, think about whenever you guys first saw that on Twitter? I think they fixed his eyes to a 30-30, get it, <laughs> touchdowns, interception ratio. Uh, but hopefully, you know, he gets down to 20-20, and I think that makes the stats look a little bit better from throwing away all those picks. God, dude. Man, I, his vision had to be so trash for him to throw for 30-30, and 30, and LASIK's going to fix that, like – You've got to be literally looking and being like, I can't tell if that's a Falcons jersey or a Panthers say, jersey or a, you know, a Bucks. Like, jersey. is he colorblind at the same time? He said that he got the surgery to fix his nearsightedness. So we'll see if he'll be able to uh, be able to see who he's throwing to, and then, uh, hopefully he'll be able to cut down on the interceptions. Hopefully the touchdowns will stay the same though. Okay. But uh, I I don't really think uh, Jameis is Jameis. We figured that out by now. Like, so, did he wear contacts when he played? Like, let's say, did he just realize that he couldn't see? Or right, yeah. Like, was he just basically making up every play as he went? Like, <laughs> I can't tell if that's a run or not, but I'm just gonna assume this is a deep pass. Let's just throw to Evans. He audible to uh, four verts. Four verts. <laughs> he got that play. He just ran it down. I'll just throw it to that big massive blur down there. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the next thing uh, was uh, Taysom Hill. The Super Bowl was a few weeks ago, and he was going around the uh, media outlets, and they were asking him, do you think you're going to be a franchise quarterback? And uh, he was saying, yeah, that I obviously believe I am. Uh, we'll see. He is a free agent this year. We'll see just how the interest is going to be looking out for him. You know, I, I saw his tweet, or I saw some tweet that was talking about how he, at BYU, four years, four injuries, never made it to – a combine invite, nothing like that. Didn't get drafted, did he? No. Or he got drafted late if he did. Yeah, no, I don't think and he was drafted. He got cut by like the Steelers or the Bengals or some team. Yeah, he's battled through a lot, and the dude's an insane athlete, but he's not a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Out of all the quarterbacks, 32 teams in the NFL, he's not a 32nd best quarterback in the NFL. So you're trying to tell me you're not going to throw your uh, franchise QB as a kick returner? Or out there throwing haymakers for block blocking. <laughs> it's uh, it's the new wildcat it. formation, boys. Just throw right. them out like, there. You never know. You what's line coming. them up at a tight end, fullback, receiver. Like you, you probably could go out there and put the hit stick on people. Like you never know. I mean, but honestly. yeah, I agree. Like I think he's only really thrown like six career passes. So I really, yeah. I would make, I just keep him as the, the utility role that he's got going for him right now. That's what I saw on Twitter. Uh, if you follow me, you've already seen it too. But. Uh, I was responding to someone that was talking about what Taysom Hill is going to do. And I said, the dude's a jack of all trades. Why would he change it to try to be great at one thing when he can be really good at everything? He was one of the better uh, offensive options for the Saints in the playoffs. Why would he then take his mobility and then put it to one position? 
Yeah, and I honestly think that he's in the perfect system. I don't know if he'll be able to do the same thing. Say he was with the Bengals. I don't know if he would be doing the same things. Um, the Saints is the perfect system with Drew Brees out there. Um, you never really know what's going to be coming whenever they do throw at Taysom Hill. Um, but I don't, th- I don't think he is a franchise quarterback. Like I-, I agree with everything you guys said. He hasn't thrown very many passes. Has he thrown a touchdown pass? I think, I, I think, think he, he has. has. I, was say, I, think he was. I think he was one of those wildcat goal line formations and yeah. just a little lob pass to like Jared Cook or something like that. Yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see just how the Saints quarterback room is going to look because with Drew Brees being a free agent, with Teddy uh, Bridgewater being a free agent, Taysom Hill being a free agent, uh, Drew Brees may or may not be retiring. We'll see just exactly where that's going to end up. Uh, I don't know where exactly because Sean Payton said that he doesn't think all three are going to stay. I don't I don't know where all three are going to land because Teddy B had an offer from the Dolphins last year to be their starting quarterback. He turned that down. So I think that Sean Payton would have said something like, "Hey, you're going to be our franchise quarterback once Drew Brees leaves." Or why else would he have stayed to be a backup? I mean, I guess stay to be a backup with the opportunity to win a ring. I guess. I mean, but he is from Miami, so it's kind of weird that he turned that down. But, I mean... Turned down money, too. Lots I of think money. he knew Drew Brees was, like, going to retire after this year. Um, I mean, hell, we don't know. He might retire next year. We don't know what Drew Brees is going to call it quits. Uh, I kind of look forward to Teddy B. Kind of just kind of move on. Go find another new role. I, like, I mean, if Tampa doesn't re-sign uh Jameis or yeah, I could see him going to Tennessee I think he'd have more success than Tannehill did even in Tennessee maybe um but when we go with uh Hill I don't see him really playing quarterback for a team I would uh keep him in the role he has but it gets tricky because like he's such a solid player how do you structure his contract with the cap room yeah because you can't really pay him as a tight end wide receiver running back or quarterback at any yeah. given time you gotta pick one I would say, are you going to pay him the quarterback salary or are you going to characterize him as a tight end and be like, dude, I'm only going to pay you $2 million a year? Or you'd be like, oh, well, I'm also a quarterback. I deserve the 8 to $10 million range. And we know what happened last time. There was contract talks about a player in a position that he thought was different with Jimmy Graham saying he wanted wide receiver pay, but he yeah. was a tight end. Then, and we all know that that didn't end up good for him. So yeah. he ended up getting traded to the Seahawks and that career went downhill pretty quickly. <laughs> Um, but and uh, the last recent news we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about the uh, Dak Prescott. They, it's been reported, you know, each year or each couple weeks, it's been Dak's camp leaking something or Jerry's camp leaking something, trying to give uh, you know whoever's wants the advantage the advantage. Uh, I think we all believe that Dak deserves to get paid. We all believe that he he is a t- at least a top ten quarterback. Um, I mean, we've seen him. Whenever Zeke was out, whenever he was suspended, he looked like he could lead a team. Uh, whenever the offensive line was down, he looked like he could. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, Dak's a product of the offensive line." The offensive line wasn't healthy this year, um, and he was still putting up Pro Bowl numbers. Um, I think he led the league in passing yards too. I about to say like, so, yeah. but yeah, it's been reported that they offered him a six-year deal. the The money is not out yet. I don't know if that was from Jerry's camp or Dak's camp. I would assume that Jerry was probably one who leaked that, saying, "Hey, we're offering him a six-year deal." Um, I would assume it's probably with a hometown discount. They're saying, "Hey, we're going to offer you six years, like a long-term deal, but with short, I mean, but with not a lot of money in it, probably." Yeah, or like not a lot of guarantee. Because because I think Carson Wentz or Jared Goff deals were like four-year deals with lots of money, or maybe maybe five-year deals. Most of it was guaranteed in their yeah. deals too. Um, I don't know how they're going to structure Dax. He's kind of tricky because he is such a mobile quarterback. There's always that one play where 
you know, his career could be done. I think he deserves a big contract. I think everything he's done for Dallas, I mean, he makes him a playoff team. Like, I mean, you saw that 20-year stretch roughly where Dallas wasn't even, you know, competitive until Romo came in. And even with Romo, I mean, like, who are you going to throw out there? Brandon Whedon? Yeah. (laughs) The glory days. quarterbacks are so hard to, you know – uh, come by with come that by. Type of talent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially the franchise quarterbacks. And I think that's saying like you got to pay Dak. I think Dak's earned his, you know, earned it. I mean, as a third round pick, no one believed in him, and you saw what he did his rookie year. I mean, he balled out. He's just been balling since, and I don't know. I think they have a legit, you know, title contenders. You know, year in year out, as long exactly. as they got Dak. They've got the roster for it, for sure. I think that they've got to pay him. If you look at what they've done with Tony, Tony's, there's been years where Tony's looked garbage. Yeah. But they kept on with him. They kept paying him big bucks. And he's proved year after year after like a bad game, bad season, he still was competitive or kept them competitive. They've got solid offensive weapons. They need someone to throw the ball to. And I feel like Jerry has always been a quarterback first. I want to make sure that I lock down my boy, my my star, and even though Zeke's probably a bigger name for that offense, except for that offensive line, I think that Dak's got a long career with Dallas. I must say, so that makes you kind of question, does Jerry love Dak? That's true. J- Jer- Jerry was quick to re-sign Romo even before his contract was uh, was up. Yeah. I mean, he got an extension the season before his contract was up. And here Dak is without a contract. And Jerry supposedly is trying his hardest, but you didn't give a hometown discount to Romo. You were always paying him the big bucks. And in my opinion, Dak has already done more than what Romo has. I mean, so we'll see just how that situation runs out. I mean, regardless, Dak's going to be with the Cowboys next year. They're going to do the franchise tag. Um, We'll see if Dak reports after they place that franchise tag on him. But, I mean, we'll just see. Um, But moving on, that's the end of the news. We're going to be going on to our new segment called BS or Real Talk. So let's get our whiteboards for that fun game. All right, well, um, the first thing we're going to be going over is, uh, well, first off, this game is called BS Real Talk. I'll be going over uh, coach speak and, uh, you know, beat writers reports or GMs of what they're saying. And uh, we're going to be going through and saying if we believe it or not, and that'll be real talk. Or if we say, nah, he's just, he's just spewing stuff out of his mouth. Um, well, we'll be throwing out the BS. Um, so the first thing, uh, it's kind of been kind of confusing. Matthew Stafford's been looking really good the past couple of years, um, but you know he's not been, ever been elite. So I mean, the reports that the Detroit Lions are looking to put him on the trade block and have been listening to offers for him kind of took me by surprise when I first heard about it. Um, I didn't really believe it at the moment whenever I first saw it, and uh, the Lions GM recently came out and said that's 100% false. We're not putting him on the trade block. Um, He's our franchise quarterback. We're not looking to draft a quarterback at number three. Um, and I uh, am kind of, I don't really know what to think about that. So uh, what do you guys, let's write it on the board, BS or real talk. So it's real talk that Stafford would be traded? Or real talk, talk like r- real talk GM that... saying they're not trading him. Oh, okay. 
All right, one, two, three. BS. And I'm baby. saying real talk. I said real talk as well. BS. Ooh, so me and Jacob say real talk. Tyler saying BS. So you go first, Tyler. Why do you think that uh, the GM is lying and, and that you really think that they are shopping Matthew Stafford? Well, I mean, say they don't actually end up getting a find a deal that they like for the value for Stafford. I mean, Stafford's like 32, one of the probably a top 10 quarterback. You don't want to piss him off, and then he pretty much forces a trade out of Detroit, and then you're stuck with a situation where you're giving up, like you're getting like a fourth round pick for him instead of getting like a package deal. So you're saying um, that he's saying that he's not on the block because if they're saying he's on the block, people would be like, okay, they're willingly shopping him. Let's not offer them what we think he's worth. Right, because then they're just going to take the best deal available versus you, um, really what he's worth. And like, plus, I don't know, I wouldn't want to play for a team that says, yeah, we're shopping this guy just so openly. That's kind of like what the Cardinals did to Rosen last year. It's like, yeah, right. we're obviously shopping him. We are looking to take a quarterback at number one. And they didn't really get the best deal for yeah, no. Rosen. But, no. I mean, so that's kind of where I'm at. I think they will. Um, I mean, two is there at three, more mm-hmm. than likely. They'll probably take Tua. But uh, that's my opinion. I think I think Stafford's seen his days in Detroit. Yeah. Um, I, me and Jacob put uh, real talk. I kind of tend to believe that uh, opening day, game one, 2020, Matthew Stafford's going to be their starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Matt Patricia, he's at the point, he's going into year three. He hasn't really shown anything. He does not want to put his job into a rookie's hands. Um, I've seen in the past that the rookies are like, uh, that the GM's like, oh, we're going to draft the rookie quarterback because then they might not be able to let me go because this is still my guy. And so I couldn't possibly see that, but I mean, I would feel like Matthew Stafford looked really good last year that unless you're getting a really good deal out of him, that they're going to be looking to keep him. So I got some stats that I looked up just to kind of back up why I said real talk. So number one, he had, I think it was like eight, eight years of playing all 16 games. Mm-hmm. So he's always been healthy. He had injuries this year. He had injuries last year. Uh, number two, he's averaging like about 28 to 30 touchdowns a season. With that, it's like 12 to 13 interceptions. So 2011, he had 41 touchdowns passed. 2013, he had, I think, 19 interceptions. And then his rookie year, he had 20 interceptions. But other than that, he's been super consistent across the board. I don't think you can get a quarterback right now that will be more consistent or better in general. Um, they've And the way that Detroit has been, they've ruined a career with Barry. They ruined a career with uh, Calvin, Calvin Johnson. Johnson, with Megatron. I don't think that they're going to be giving up a quarterback to go a different route. Also, all the mock drafts show they're getting uh, Okuda from Ohio State, I believe. From Ohio State, yeah. yeah. They need help in the secondary. They need the help that defense. needs a lot of help because he cannot do it all himself. I mean, that offense showed, especially when he came back, when uh, Stafford came back from his injury, like they can move the chains, they can score points. They don't. They need someone to be able to stop the ball on the other side. They just got the rain back back with Carryon Johnson. He played a little bit at the end of the last season, I believe. I think that that offense moving forward is actually building a lot of pieces for it. I think that that defense is what they need most. And I don't know if I'd trade or take two at number three right now with all the questions for him. I think the only only quarterback that is a solid deal technically right now is Joe Burrow at number one. Yeah. I, I think two is someone that you are going to be really risking a franchise if you take him to try to be your starter day one. Well, if you... 
I would trade Matthew Stafford because I really don't see the Lions being competitive, really. I mean, they're playing in one of the toughest divisions. I mean, you're going against the Vikings. Who, I'd say probably the most toughest division. Right, for sure. I mean, the Vikings are stacked, both sides of the ball. They're but really, really good. Packers that, stacked. That, Bears got one of the best defenses in the league. Outside of, like, a penalty, they would have been, like, I think at one point in time they would have been, like, 2-1-1 one, and one, or 2-2-1 two, two, and one, or 3-2-1, and one, something of that sort. And then they kind of got screwed on a play. And then with the Stafford injury and with them losing that one game where a flag was questionably thrown, uh, we're looking at a team that was top, like they would have been number one in the NFC North if that flag wasn't thrown. We don't know what would have happened if Matthew Stafford, Kerryon Johnson would have stayed healthy. So there's I mean, there's a lot of building grounds right there that shows that they can be competitive in one of the tougher divisions in the NFL. It's just do you want to try to wait another year or two, give Stafford his time to play, and if he doesn't pan out or gets worse, maybe shop him and try to get like a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields next year? Or do they shop him now and then just try to get like a Cam Newton or someone else that's on the block? Yeah, I mean, it'll be real interesting to see how that situation turns out, to be honest with you. Um, but going on to the next one, uh, there's been a lot of people ever since the Arizona Cardinals um, – traded for uh drake that we didn't quite know what david johnson's role was going to be um and ever since they got drake his role has been sizably a lot smaller they even kind of took him out of the whole offense as a whole um ever since drake got traded there there was weeks that he didn't even get a touch um so we were just kind of wondering what that situation was going to look like and coming into the next season and the GM recently came out and said cutting him is off the table. It is not an option because one of the reporters uh, asked him, hey, what's your guys' plan with uh, David Johnson? He said cutting him is not an option. So we'll see. That was kind of like a little coach speak. Are they looking to trade him? Um, are they looking to go into the next season with him? I'm not quite for sure what they're looking to do. But um, we'll see what we write down, BS or real talk. All right. All right you guys ready? Yep. yep. All right. One, two, three. I put BS. I put BS. Wow. We're on the same page every time. But I, I put guess I, someone's got to be that outsider. Yeah, but I put BS outside of fine print. Outside of fine print. What do you mean by that? So I think he's going to say something I, I'm going to say here. But. Well, probably. So outside, like in terms of like not cutting, I don't know how his contract's set up. So I don't know. He's going to get traded is I what's going to yeah, happen. I think they're saying, yeah, we're not going to cut him because he's still worth some some fantasy value for us for some actual value from our other teams. I'm going to trade him for a second round, third round, fourth round, whatever I can get from him. Now we're not having to pay as much for his contract from cutting him. And we're getting something in return for it. I mean, that's exactly what I was going to go with. That's kind of why I went with real talk, because there is a difference from cutting a player and trading a player, because at least they're going to get some, uh, you know, draft capital or, you know, veterans, something in return versus... even if they pay the full amount for cutting compared to trading, even if they trade and they have to pay the full amount of whatever, at least they're getting something in return. um, I saw something today, and I do agree with you guys. I kind of wish I did put real talk, because that is true. There's... He is probably not going to get cut. I could see him getting traded. I saw a report out there earlier that said that they might do like a Brock Osweiler deal, how the uh, the Texans traded him and attached a draft pick to it. Um, that's kind of what they'll have to do, kind of like what the uh, Houston Rockets did with Chris Paul. Like his contract is so bad, you right. have to attach. You, you have to give up something to give up him yeah. as well. Um, and we'll see if that's what they do because he is still guaranteed a lot of money. 
Um, they have to pay, I think, a big chunk of his contract if they do cut him. I think it's the same if they trade him, but, I mean, at least you're getting yeah, something you get back. something in return, and that's kind of where it's like that question's kind of like there's that gray area. Right. Where, As I say, that's coach speak right there. Yeah, right. But with that, I mean, I doubt he's going to be on the Cardinals team for much longer. He's 28, going to be going on 29 years old. He's had two amazing seasons. Or actually, let me let me actually back up on that one. That's too much. He has about one. One, <laughs> one great season. And then he's had one season that was above average. But he was kind of getting a lot of carries taken from him from that Edmonds kid that they have. That was yeah, a rookie. Chase Edmonds. And now we're looking at he's 28, going to go on 29. We know that 30 is about that limit for running backs until they start to decline. They just got Kenyon Drake, who came off of an 800-yard season with eight games with the Cardinals. Let's say and he had probably like 50 yards with the Dolphins it was like I think it was like 100-something, yeah. <laughs> hey, two and, years ago, Drake was a beast. Like, yeah. let's just yeah. keep it real. Like, he's got potential. Yeah. And he's 25, so he's still super young. You still right. have a lot of life with him, and that Edmonds kid is 23. So... I think that they're needing to drop him, try to get other pieces to help out the t- team in general, get something else around Kyler Murray, like an offensive line, and go from there. I don't think that David Johnson is going to be on the team at the end of the season, but I definitely think that the whole cutting thing is, is kind of BS. Yeah, and uh, this next one is what really – I mean, I kind of saw it coming, but you don't really, really know – um, you know, with the, with, with Devonta Freeman, like you said, he's getting up there in age. Once you get that 30 wall, that's usually when the running backs fall off. I think Devonta Freeman's 27 or 28. So he is pretty old. Um, um, their Falcons owner, uh, Arthur Blank recently came out and said, uh, well, one of the reporters came out and said, Hey, what do you, what is your guys' plans with Freeman? Uh, you know, he has a big contract. What do you guys, uh, you know, what is your guys' plans? And. He came out and said, "This is nothing. Got uh, this has nothing to do with love. I love Devonta Freeman. This is all to do with team building." Um, he said, "the The salary cap is not unlimited." Yeah. So that last part of it kind of got me worried. Uh, the salary cap is not unlimited. So that kind of already states like they're already thinking about what are we going to do with his big contract? Are we going to cut him? Are we going to keep him on there? I think he's owed $7 million this year, and he didn't do really much of anything last season or even the season before. So um, I guess it's BS or real talk. Do you think that the Devonta Freeman is going to be on the roster at the start of the season? Right, I think we all are on the same page here. Yeah, uh, I think we all yeah, went we real, think we all talk. Said real talk. Yeah. Um, I think we, at least me, I believe he's going to be a cap casualty um, moving into this season. I don't, I just don't see him being on the Falcons roster. They, they have Brian Hill. They got Ito Smith. Um, they need to use that money for something else. They, I saw that if they do cut him, they will not owe him a single dime. So that is kind of concerning. Are you going to keep him on the roster? Are you not? Um, I think he's owed like eight mil. Are you going to want to pay Devonta Freeman eight mil or are you wanting to, you know, cut him and not pay him anything and run out with some young rookie running backs or some young like sophomore um, RBs? And I, and I think he's going to be cut before, before training camp. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would cut Devonte Freeman. I mean, he really didn't produce too much last year, and especially not for what they're paying him for his contract wise. And um, they're generally, I mean, Matt Ryan throws the ball probably forty times a game anyway, so they don't need a big, strong, you know, run game to win games there in Atlanta. 
I would just, you know, you can cut them, no cap hit, cut your losses, and uh, maybe go draft a guy in the second or third round. Bring it, just go youth, go that youth model. Um, you never know when you might strike a big, big time player. Well, and like Trey said, they have Ito Smith, which he's young. He's like 23, 24. Yeah, their other two running backs are Brian super young. Hill. I know Ito Smith is going to be more like a Tevin Coleman position because. The moment he took over, he got injured for the rest of the season. He's like five eight, like one hundred sixty <laughs> yeah. pounds wet. He's not a big frame person. He's gonna be. He's like, like a Darren, Darren Sproles. Sproles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but looking back on Devonte Freeman's career, his rookie year, which he had like Stephen Jackson in front of him, and I think there was someone else I don't remember. Uh, same offensive coordinator that he's had this past season. He didn't do much. When they brought in Shanahan, he had two years of over 1,000 yards rushing, over like 500 yards receiving, and like 14, 15 touchdowns each season. One of those seasons includes the Super Bowl run they had. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then when Shanahan left, he had one more good year, 800-some yards rushing, got injured like the next year for the entire season, and then we just saw what happened this past one. So I think that they have to move on from him at this point. He just does not mesh with that offensive coordinator. They need to build up a lot more, maybe on like the little bit on the defense side, offensive line side. They've got some solid wide receivers. They've got a solid tight end if they sign Eisen or Austin Hooper back. Mm-hmm. So I think that they've got other pieces they need to work on and save up that eight million to pay other pieces. I agree with that, and I think that Austin Hooper piece is going to be a big, big thing coming into the season. I think that's the whole reason why they're going to cut him because I think, I think so. I think he's going to get a big contract this off season, um, especially with the Patriots wanting to add something else. Um, so we'll see just if that means if uh, if Hunter Henry uh, I mean if 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 Austin Hooper is going to be there or not. Did you guys see the Patriots uh, called about Hunter Henry? Yeah, see that's what made me think about it because I'm nervous that the Patriots are going to add a top flight tight end, which I think they will be, um, whether that'll be Hunter Henry or Austin Hooper, um, or even an old one with Tyler Eifert. So we'll see. Which all three of those, I mean, really. They all like Tyler Eifert's probably the most equal to in terms of like the way he plays to like a Gronk, and the other. If two he could just, just stay healthy, that dude is a top five tight yeah. end. But he can't. Always, he can't stay healthy. It's just yeah. his Achilles heel. He can't. He stay did healthy play and, all sixteen games this year. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they had bums out there. But off he did only play like thirty to forty percent of the snaps yeah, each like, week. And that's he. Yeah, he. I kind of figured from the beginning he wasn't going to survive in Cincy because he kept getting hurt. So I feel like he would be probably a solid fit with the Patriots. Hunter Henry and uh, Austin Hooper would be scary to see on the Patriots because mm-hmm. if Tom Brady stays and if he can somehow come back to life how he used to be, he he gets someone that's bigger, stronger, and faster than what they had at that position. So yeah, I have to say, Bro, probably Hooper. probably Hooper or uh, Henry is a lot faster than Gronk. Gronk Absolutely. wasn't good. Gronk was uh, Hooper's fast, man. He, yeah, he gets up and goes. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on to our next beer, surreal talk. Um, it's our fantasy friend Josh Norman. Um, basically, anytime that we see him starting against wide receiver, we smash that wide receiver in our lineup. It's a must play. Re- honestly, regardless who it is, it could be a bum third string wide receiver going against Josh Norman. Smash starting like starting lineup. Um, but Washington did just release him this week, um, so we'll see uh, just where he lands. But uh, Ron Rivera, the the uh, Washington Redskins new head coach, did recently come out and say. Uh, the big thing and the only reason why that they released Josh Norman is that they wanted to get younger. Um, so BS or real talk with that. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. One, two, three. BS. BS. Well, it looks like I'm the one that's on the Real talk. It's always me, so it's nice someone else is getting the uh, 
being on the outside for once. All right, so uh, Jacob, you can start first since you're the only one to put real talk. Okay, so I know that Ron Rivera had probably a little bit of issues with Josh Norman the way he exited with Carolina, especially after they just came off that Super Bowl loss. They looked like a solid team that they could stay together. But I was looking at some stats. Josh Norman, let me, I'm going to have to kind of look at it. So this past season, he had 773 yards and eight touchdowns thrown on top of him. He's had three interceptions, QB rating of like 107, something Ooh, like that. That is rough. And I was looking at Landon Collins as well, and Landon Collins got torched too. But if you look at it, their free safeties or other safeties are both 23, 24 years old, two years in the league. Landon Collins is a solid piece that's also really young. Uh, I don't know who their cornerbacks are, but their entire defensive front seven is insanely young. Mm-hmm. So why not remove Josh Norman, remove that contract, and then try to bring in a drafted piece or just a younger piece off the block and see if you can get the energy that the Panthers had with Rivera back when he was with them to kind of get something going for him. Because right now, Josh Norman's just more of a hazard on that defense than anything. Yeah, so me and Tyler put BS. Uh, for me specifically, I think you know you don't really have to have an excuse to release Josh Norman. You, you literally could have said, he's a scrub. We <laughs> wanted to move on. I mean, yeah. we finally don't have any more guaranteed money on his contract. And I, I would have been fine with that. Um, He's just washed. They I are. Mean, I mean, they definitely are getting younger. He is plus 30. He definitely shouldn't have been given that. I mean, he did, he shouldn't have been given that max deal. No. Yeah. Um, he only had one good year one, with the Panthers. One good year. Elite, I mean, all pro year. But though. I mean, yeah, but he got paid. Year, it was contract at, year, got paid. Yeah. New team. And unfortunately, it just didn't work out for him. I mean, I, I probably would have cut him before last year even started out how bad he's been playing. Yeah. So. I mean, but I don't I even it, know who he'll go con- to. I, I think even... it was the uh, guaranteed money part. Once he wasn't guaranteed money, might not get rid of him. Yeah, honestly, um, because he was uh, he was getting burned every every single play. I was like, the only thing I remember seeing about Josh Norman that was, I guess you can say, positive was back what not this past season but the season before when he and OBJ kept getting yeah. into it, like throwing each other and fighting each other. That was awesome to watch, though. It yeah. Was. It's um, always OBJ in the say, Yeah, it honestly always is. Um, where do you guys think Josh Norman will, will, mean, will land? Do you think that anyone's going to want to sign him? No way. I don't think he's got a home. I, I think, think he will have a home, but it's going to be like a vet minimum or just a way shorter, like way it, lower. Contract. He might he might get signed up or signed by someone that hits injuries. You know, after the trade deadline, trying to make a Super Bowl push, they might need that one extra defensive back. Like I said, due to an injury, I think that's the only way he finds himself a home in the NFL. Otherwise, I think he's might see him play on uh, the, XFL. the XFL. You never know, dude. I mean, he, he would be lit in the XFL. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, and then our last BS, a real talk that we have, it's gonna be on uh, our boy Jameis Winston again. Uh, last week, Bruce Arians was doing a press conference, and one of the reporters asked him. Hey, uh, what do you mean? Are you guys going to target any other quarterbacks in free agency? Uh, who or are you going to be keeping Jameis Winston? And his response was, I mean, if, if if we can win with Jameis Winston, we can win with any other quarterback. We have to look for, we have to at least be looking for other options. Um, so BS or real talk, do you think that uh, the Buccaneers are be looking at other options and moving on from Jameis Winston? All right, you guys ready? I'm like thinking here. I'm thinking I, I, what I, I need to write. I know what I want to say, but I'm thinking. Okay. 
All right. I got BS. I got uh, BS. I was the only one with the real talk. Yeah. So you want to start wow. off with why you said real talk? Well, I think it is real talk. Um, I think that, I mean, if he can win with it, I mean, I think he was just speaking from the heart. Um, I, be- I think that he believes that Jameis Winston lo- lost him more games than he won this season. And that if Jameis Winston wasn't his quarterback, that they would be in the playoffs. I honestly believe that. I mean, I think they were seven and nine or six and ten this year, with thirty I think they were seven and nine. Yeah, they thirty had a really, interceptions. If yeah. you, if you, yeah, but he also like say he throws a pick six, he goes down immediately after most of the time and throws a touchdown pass. I see what you're saying, which is why it's a one to one. It's it's a one to one ratio for sure. Um, like I said, his eyes got fixed to thirty thirty. Uh, so we <laughs> we will see improvements hopefully. Uh, I. I don't know. I think they should keep him. Just give him the chance. Yeah. Wait, is that still BS? Yeah, still yeah BS. no, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. BS. I think they should keep him. I You drafted him number one overall uh, is kind of what I was thinking a couple years back. I wouldn't sign him to a long-term deal by any means. Maybe give him a two-year deal. Make him earn it. Okay. Like, It'd be uh, Someone recently signed for like a one-year deal, like prove it deal. Um, I, I would say that that's probably what I could see Jameis Winston doing is signing a one year, like twenty, like twenty five million dollar deal, a yeah. big, a, a big money deal, and like, Bruce Arians being like, "All right, this is what you got. If yeah. if you can't do it, see you later." Yeah, I and you know I think that's exactly what they're gonna do. Um, I mean, because you're not you're not gonna sign him to a five to six year deal, and no then he way. literally throws you know thirty, forty, oh let's say fifty interceptions over the next two years. Like that's outrageous. Like. And Tampa's got weapons. Like, yeah. they're just pulling them out their ass. Just, they, here you I mean, go. You get a receiver. I mean, you get a receiver. Yeah. Godwin. They got Mike Evans. Brashad Perryman looked really good in the season. Really, they got yeah. O.J. Howard. They got Cameron Bray. I mean, they get a they running game. They're arguably the, yeah. you know, the scariest offense to yeah. go against. See, that's why everyone was saying if they can get Melvin Gordon. But, I mean, that's just yeah. such a big contract. That is a big contract. So is David Johnson. Yeah. yeah. So the reason why I said BS is because I was kind of – I was listening to uh, McAfee's podcast, and he was talking to uh, Carson Palmer at one point in time. And he was asking, like, you know, what do you think that they should do? Because 30 inter- interceptions is just, that's not starting quarterback material. Mm-hmm. And Carson said that, you know, it's a lot harder under Bruce Arians' uh, offense to actually succeed because the throws that you're having to make have to be on a dime, perfect passes, because everything he has is going to be a big player or not. He was saying that, like, most offenses outside like the Chiefs or like the big play teams, you're looking at six, seven, eight plays down the field trying to get a touchdown of that. His is I want to score in two plays. Mm-hmm. So that's Classic where the thirty interceptions. Yeah. I don't think that's even realistic for Jameis. Like I would it's go not. out there just do a pro style or even West Coast, like yeah. one or two reads, dump it off. So if he could get in Gruden's offense, I don't want the Raiders to get him, but Gruden's offense I think would be good for him. I like like so. the Derek Carr, I, check honestly, down, that, check down. That wouldn't over be the a top, bad check fit. Check down, check down yeah. over the top. I, don't, I honestly don't think the Raiders would be a bad fit for him. Um, like, he's still relatively young. I mean, yeah. he's, what, 26? I, 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 I can't yeah. imagine how he would act in Vegas. Oh, so. uh, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of crab he, legs, man. That's a lot of crab legs. But also, just on top of that, I looked at just his overall average stats. I mean, the dude's super consistent. When he averages 35 passes a game, he was getting, like, I think it was, like, averaging 22 touchdowns to like, 10 interceptions a season. That's Not, when he throws a lot. Yeah, like so he threw 500, like, it was, like, on average 500 times a season. And there was one season he, like, went off, did really well. And he was averaging, like, 5,000 yards. This season he had, or, like, I think it was, like, 4,000 yards, 3,000 yards. This season he averaged, like, five, or he had, like, 5,000 yards. 
33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, but he also threw the ball 626 times. Yeah, that's crazy. At this point, there's just there's zero run game. At least with Doug Martin, they could kind of move the ball, but there's zero run game. So as a defense, you're going to, like I said on the other episode, you're going to just know that they're throwing the ball. You're going to game plan for that. So mm-hmm. when you're throwing the ball 40 times a game, you're going to throw two, three, four interceptions a game every now and then. I mean, it's just going to happen. And sometimes he just has a bonehead mistake. Oh, like, yeah. Straight well, to hopefully... the corner. Like, the corner just stayed in the flats. <laughs> and he just was like. Staring him down. Yeah, staring him down. <laughs> he's just like, you get the ball. You yeah. go score. Like, no, spread I, the wealth, you hopefully know. Hopefully the LASIK for the nearsightedness is going to fix so he can actually read the plays and know where the routes are going. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be throwing to someone that's going an out, but it's supposed to be a post. Yeah, and um, like I said, that was the last BS of Real Talk. So we end every episode with a hot take. Uh, it usually comes out of Tyler's mouth. Um, <laughs> so, but 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 uh, this hot take going to be. I mean, last last uh, week's episodes was about quarterbacks. This one's going to be about running backs. Um, so off the top of the dome, name one running back that you think will not repeat ne- uh, what what he did last year. One running back that will not repeat yep. what he did last year. Oh, that's a good one. My question is, how safe do you want to be with this? Because there's one that's I, pretty right, obvious. Right, for sure. But, you know, I kind of like to go off on uh, on a limb here. Weren't you getting I think a- uh, Sony Michelle is not okay. going to repeat his bum year that he had last year. And I think he's going to, you know, probably lead the league in rushing touchdowns. Oh, next year. so you're going to a little reverse-reverse. Yeah, I was expecting sure. a little... Uh, Little guy that did really good last year. It's gonna be bad. You're saying this guy's gonna be really bad, See, really that's good. That's where I was going. I was right. Gonna say he's so, bad, but he's not gonna be so I just kind of took your question a different way. Uh, no, I like. I that. just spun it my own way because I really think oh, yeah, gave it fun. a little TR sports chatter spin. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I think Sony Michelle. You know, regardless if Brady stays or not, they're they need to start leaning on him more. When they made that you know postseason push last season, or not this last season, the year before. Uh, I mean, he was a monster in the playoffs. Like, oh, yeah. just start in like late, late in the season. Like, he was a hell of a pickup. You know, all fantasy teams. Uh, I mean, in our leagues, all the leagues I was in, he was you know available to just mm-hmm. be added mid season. Yeah. yeah, and like I just think he had a bad year last year. Um, well, when you're the only time that you're actually really getting any action is when you're in some sort of ace or I formation. When you're going with quarterback under center. And you're the one on the field, and all that happens in that is either a play action where you don't get the ball or you run. It's easy to know what kind of is going to be coming up. I want to say. When you had James White, Rex Burkhead, they were always at a shotgun formation, or at least it's not always majority of the time. With those two, they're receiving backs. So does Sony Michelle work on his hands this offseason so he can actually get into more of a rotation? I think he has good hands. James White is a free agent this offseason. I think Sony Michelle does have good hands. I think they just like the options of James White and Rex Burkhead versus Michelle. Yeah, they're more elusive than he is. Like, I don't think it has, it's his hands is the problem. But I I think he's going to, um, Mark this on your calendars. He's going to yeah. lead the league in uh, touchdowns, Russian touchdowns. Like I said before, I, I'm going to have to say I hate you. Oof. I, I, can, I don't like that at all. Oof. You I heard mean, it here first. I think they will lean on the run game. They did draft Damian Harris as a second rounder last year. So we'll see just how they use him. They didn't use him at all this year. So we'll no. see yeah. We'll see just how, how much they use him. And like I said, James White's a free agent. Rex Burkhead is still on their roster yeah. for this upcoming season. 
That's, Rex Burkhead's getting up there. But so. that's why I think that Michelle's going to have a huge role this he upcoming should. year. They, if they do it right, he should absolutely. But at the same time, But I mean, like, Michelle, what's le- leading the league in touchdown rushes? Like, if he hits, like, 15, he might get it done. It's such an air raid uh, offenses throughout the league. So, honestly, I think Hen- – did Henry lead it this year? Yeah, I think yeah. it was Henry, yeah. And then I think Aaron Jones was right behind him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, was saying, I think it was about, Jones was, had a was lot. about 15, 16. I think, yeah, I think Sonny Michelle easily could be right there. And then, like, if you look at, you know, his average uh, draft position, you know, in drafts and stuff, I think Sonny Michelle would be an absolute steal. Like, you're getting a guy kind of like what Aaron Jones was last year, but this is even more of a steal. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, so that's uh, the end of the episode. We wanted to thank you guys for coming in today. Um, remember to rate and subscribe us on Stitcher. Apple Podcast, Google Play. Um, is there anything else you guys want to say before uh, you know before we head out? Nah, man. Just uh, you know, the Saints are probably going to win the Super Bowl next year. Oh my god! Firm believer, especially if Drew Brees comes back. If not, well, tank for Lawrence. Um, yeah, follow me at TR Sports Chatter. Yeah, and follow me at F Football JT. Make sure to give our podcast a listen every week when we come in with new stuff. Uh, we try to tw- to switch it up each time. Uh, follow us all on Twitter. Follow our fancy football on Twitter. We're pretty active, so if you guys want some hot takes from Tyler, definitely just Oof. hit that follow button on his. All right, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys you. have a good yeah. night. Thanks, guys.